comes from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 7, page 489 in your pew Bible. It's entitled, To Us a Child is Born. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord. Well, before I preach on that passage, we're going to hear from our men's choir as they sing the very first Christmas and let there be peace on earth. Those this morning. Father God, today I ask that you would speak to us from your word, that we would understand a little more of your heart, and that we might live out your heart's purposes for us as your people. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was a young lad, our family went uh, camping at the Warrumbungle National Park. Any, how many of you have been out that way? Beautiful place to go. It's amazing to camp out there. Our, our time of camping coincided with the phase of the new moon. So it was dark. I've never been out that, that far away from a city before in my life. And it was just amazing to be in the darkness that was there and yet to look up and to see so much light simply from the stars because it was, was crystal clear, not a cloud in the sky. There was enough starlight that you could actually see clearly on the ground. It was amazing. I didn't know that was possible. And for a, for a young fellow like me, it was very, I was very impressed by all of that. And, and I felt wonderfully peaceful and serene just to be in that spot, even with the darkness, because those little lights were shining down upon me. And that gave me peace in my little heart at that time. And it's incredible how a small light can dispel so much darkness. Well, Isaiah was preaching in a time of, of darkness, of evil, of apparent hopelessness, and into this world he speaks of a wonderful child. I want to just read those verses 6 to 7 again because it's such an amazing description of the coming of Jesus. It says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne. 
What an amazing person is being described there in those scriptures. And we celebrate at Christmas time the arrival of this child. Each Christmas we remember that. And each Christmas we anticipate the lights. Anyone going for a drive on Christmas Eve to have a look at the lights in the various neighbourhoods? I'll take our little ones out again every time and they just go, oh, amazing, looking at all the beautiful lights. But those, those lights and those decorations and that joy reminds us, reminds us of the coming of Jesus, the incredible hope that was coming into the world, his glory that overpowers evil, you know, the, 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 the aura of Christ just penetrating the gloom of darkness and replacing that with the light of joy. Joy to the world, we sing. And Isaiah, he declares Christ's light and hope. Christmas should actually be a time that warms our heart because of the light and the hope of Jesus that's come into the world. Well, light overshadows darkness, and that's a wonderful thing because Isaiah, he's, he's anticipating God's light that would come to the people. He's preaching in a time of gloom because of false prophets. They were out there. Sin was just rampant. It was a time of downward, a downward spiral morally in the world. Isaiah, the son of Amos, he rebukes God's people, Israel. And in a time of darkness and faithlessness and hopelessness, Isaiah proclaims the coming of hope, God's light. But isn't it fascinating that we can read this old, old text and go like, that's the world we live in. It's describing our world. Things haven't changed that much. And people are still searching for light in the darkness, for some hope in all the difficulties that they fail. They search for hope in the middle of financial struggles, personal despair, family tragedy. But Isaiah, he delivers that hope in the good news that Jesus is coming. We know that's who he's talking about now. And after all, the people that have walked in the darkness have seen a great light. So under what circumstances does the light overcome the darkness? Well, first of all, in the circumstance of world turmoil. Isaiah's message was universal and timely. Isn't the world in turmoil? Turn on the bad news any night. You'll see it. The Brexit stuff and the foolishness that goes on there. Crazy people as presidents around the place. Wars, terrorism, corporate battles, droughts, famine, business problems, family squabbles at home. The world is filled with chaos and turmoil. In Isaiah's day, there was national unrest too. Not only were the nations at war against one another, they were filled with an internal unrest. Well, isn't that describing politics? Complete unrest. Who's in charge today? I don't know. That causes sleepless nights for the leaders, uncertain feeling for those who live in the nations, and a longing for peace. But it's also very personal too, because Isaiah's day found people living in the darkness of sin, and sin stays in the corners, it's dark corners, in the dark places. And it hurts the missionary loving heart of God. But Isaiah proclaims the good news. To those who dwell in the shadow of death, a light will come. Christ's missionary heart overpowers the darkness of the world amongst the nations and even in the human heart. So we can sing joy to the world, can't we? Gladness overtakes sorrow. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 1 has two important words. It says, listen to it. Nevertheless, there'll be no more gloom for those who were in distress. Gloom and distress. 
Gloom and distress do not have to stay, is what Isaiah is saying. God comes in his splendor and in his simplicity of the person of Jesus. He comes to take away the sorrow of gloom and the distress caused by injustice. Isaiah speaks of gladness. The apostle Paul in Philippians describes it as pure joy. Now I started off this service this morning talking about joy. We can have joy because we have fellowship with God through Jesus. You know you're out of relationship with God. You know you're walking in the darkness the moment the joy goes. So we need to have a really good you know, joy gauge somewhere in our hearts, in our minds. You know, do I have joy today in my heart? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you are in fellowship with God, that joy comes into your heart and it dispels the gloom and the distress. If you are suffering from gloom and distress, that's because you're not walking in fellowship with God. That's what we need to be looking at very closely. If the joy's gone, you know you're walking in the darkness. Who rules the darkness? Satan. Well, doesn't the Bible tell us that we've been translated out of the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of God's light? See, in the dominion, someone dominates you. But in the kingdom of light, I have a king whom I serve with all my heart and gratefulness. So the, the darkness is dispelled. The Christ of Christmas, he warms the heart with a new spirit. He connects us with God who cares for all kinds of people. Even people we're uncomfortable with. He cares for them. God takes away the gloom. He replaces it with gladness. And then he sends us into the world to do the same thing. To preach this message. To reach out with love. To help dispel the gloom in people's hearts by bringing Jesus to them. So that they too can have that joy and fellowship with God the Father. That they can have that wide-eyed wonder of looking at the stars and experience the same peace that I experienced at that time. I didn't know it in those days, but when I was looking at God's creation, God was speaking to me. He was showing me the peace that he had for me. I didn't understand it then. It took me quite some time before I understood it, but now I do. And I now remember that that little experience, when I was a little boy, God was just showing me his peace. He said, look, Martin, the light's going to come into your heart too, and it's going to dispel all the darkness, and it certainly has. Isaiah, he speaks of rejoicing. He says, you know, when farmers have a bumper crop, they rejoice. When a nation wins a war, they rejoice. So that the harvest and the rejoicing that Isaiah is speaking of here reflects the light that restores our hearts, brings relief, celebration, joy to the world. Joy can overtake sorrow. How wonderful that is. Victory overwhelms defeat. Isaiah, when he, when he speaks to the nation of Israel, he's, he's longing for God's people to, to move out of the darkness and the despair and the gloom into God's light. He wants his people to return wholeheartedly to their God. He wishes in the very depth of his soul for the victory as they live their daily lives. And I want to ask you a question. Do you sense that victory in your life? Are you walking in fellowship with God? Do you share that victory with someone else that you come across? 
Do you shine God's light? What does God's victory mean, in fact, for nations and for people who serve the Lord Jesus? Look, in my years of, as, as being a pastor, I've watched, I've watched the Lord Jesus transform hearts. I've seen people who are dominated by darkness set free. I've seen them with tears of joy flowing down their faces when they understood who Jesus was and what he had done for them. And they accept him into their hearts and said, yes, Jesus is my saviour. He is my Lord. And the burden of sin is lifted off them. How wonderful that is. Incredible to think about. Having those burdens lifted and also having oppression removed. I've watched people walking in darkness. I've watched Christians stepping back into the realm of darkness when the fellowship that's offered to them is broken. And when they do that, Satan rides around on their back with his little demons, directing their thoughts, causing consternation of all kinds in their hearts. When what they need to simply do is come back to God, ask for forgiveness, and have their righteousness restored. And it will be just like that when they confess to God where they're at. And I've seen that sin and that pain removed from people's hearts because the Lord Jesus supplies complete freedom from this kind of oppression. And when that happens, oh, let me turn to Isaiah chapter 40. Here's some beautiful verses. Isaiah chapter 40, 28 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. Look what he gives. He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's what's on offer for us, brothers and sisters. I don't know about you, but I get a little tired sometimes, don't you? Well, let's wait on God. Let's be in His presence. Let's make sure our fellowship is renewed with Him. Because then the joy of the Lord becomes our strength. Then we no longer have to depend on our own ability, but the ability of the Holy Spirit working within us, enabling us to move forward with joy in our hearts. And when the joy is in our heart, it overflows out of our being. It becomes a smile on your face and people going, what are you on? I want a good dose of Jesus. You want some? Christ is our joy. Joy to the world. We sing it. In, in, to go back to some, you know, I feel like an old person now talking about my younger years. But anyway, uh, in my younger days, I, I, was, I was a member of a, a dive club. And uh, we went diving down at Jarvis Bay one time. We had a wonderful time together. And on one, again, another moonless night, we decided we'd go night diving. So we got the boat out there and we, our dive master was in charge and he gave us some instructions of what we had to do. And he said, look, you know, I'm going to go out to a certain spot in the bay. There's lots of things that you can look at down there. I'm going to put the anchor down. I want you to go down the anchor rope and stay, stay around the anchor rope. Because otherwise you're going to get lost in the darkness. Oh, yeah, no worries. Well, we, we split up in our, in our dive buddy teams and there were three of us left in the end. And usually you dive with a partner always, but there were three of us. So, okay, well, we'll become a, a triplet dive buddy team. That's cool, no problems. But we only had one torch between the three of us. I was the proud owner of that torch. 
So we swam down the anchor chain. We got down to the bottom of the, of the anchor and I'm shining my torch around and there was this big stingray. How cool was that? So we decided, well, yeah, I'm looking and saying, yep, and they're saying, yep. So off we went, we followed the stingray. And I swam down a bit of a ravine and my buddies were swimming close by because I had the light. They were sticking to the man with the light. And we swam down this little ravine following this old sleepy stingray. And we got a little bit deeper than we were supposed to go. And it was fairly dark down there. And I thought, this will be fun. I'll turn off my torch. <laughs> You've never experienced blackness. <laughs> darkness. Until it's liquid black darkness. And all of a sudden, there were three of us tough blokes holding hands underwater so we wouldn't get lost from each other. I turned the light back on and, oh, you could just sense it was palpable, you know. Relief. There's light. Thank you. But the thing was, having followed this sleepy old stingray down a little bit further and a bit deeper and all that sort of stuff in this ravine, I wasn't quite sure actually where the anchor rope was anymore because I couldn't see the light anymore of where the others were all, you know, like George Street with all its lights. They were, I couldn't see that anymore. Yeah, what do we do now? I don't know which way to swim. Well, there's only one way to swim. Up. <laughs> so we swam slowly up out of the ravine. And as we came to the top of the ravine, there in the distance, I couldn't see clearly, but I could see a glow. And I knew that was where the anchor line was. And that's the direction I had to go. So we followed the light and we rejoined the group to safety. And we'd had an excellent time. I believe that God's heart shines his light and he invites us to keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the light of our life and to follow his heart because that's what pulls us out of the darkness it's the heart and the love of God joy to the world the Lord is come would you pray with me Father we thank you that out of the inky blackness of all of our sin and the difficulties we face day by day we can turn to you we can know you we can have fellowship with you and the light of Jesus shines in our hearts Father, we pray today that we might be so filled with this light during this Christmas season that it would overflow from us into the inky blackness of other people's lives. Help us, Lord, to be your people, to reflect your missionary heart as you reach out. And that's the purpose of our church, Lord, to continue to reach out. Help us to reach out with love to others, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.